This morning's Dharma talk is titled, you have the title? Not my job to remember things. It's the highlighted. Just oh. let it remain. Who said that? <laughs> oh, I trust what she said. She's the one I told it to. Uh, just let it remain. And that, that actually is part of a line from uh, uh, the Sadhana Mahamudra that uh, the Dorje Dadalamakpo Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche wrote in, uh, in, a, in uh, Padmasambhava's cave in Tagsan, somewhere along this way from here. And one of the lines from that uh, is uh, the whole, I'm going to read the whole line. It's uh, This is part of the Sadhana Mahamudra that we uh, we practice uh, at least once in the moon cycle. Right now, I think we're doing new moon, doing it tomorrow. So the entire, it's about 45 minutes long. You can join that. Uh, I have a question from my son here. I need to look at this. How come you're not streaming on YouTube? We are. How, how do you find it? Mason gets confused really easy. There's a live on YouTube button in Zoom, and if you click on that, you should be able to go to the live stream from there. There's a live on YouTube on Zoom, and if you click on that, you should be able to, what? There should be a open. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Let us know if you don't, because we can uh, set up a special delivery. Okay. Um, so anyway, a line from that is, uh, whom, whom, whom. Whatever occurs in the realm of the mind, such as thoughts of the five poisons, one should neither lead nor follow. Just let it remain in its true state and reach the liberation of Dharmakaya. In other words, ultimate truth. And then the next line is, I supplicate the guru of self-liberated, perfect insight. Self-liberated. That's, a, that's a very important. I don't know what the original uh, language uh, that would be, because that's a quote of, uh, from uh, Padmasambhava, the or sometimes called um, Guru Rinpoche, precious teacher. I don't know what it means, but I'm reading it. Just let it remain. You can do that yourself. You don't need to really uh, have some kind of a special insight into the Kagyu lineage or something. Or maybe you do. Maybe you should go study under a Lama. I'm not to here to promote that or to give you any specific advice, but you might want to listen, read that line or look at that line or listen to that line. You might want to join the sadhana practice. You may not. There's nothing required. You can't really make any mistakes. Uh, what shows up when I say that? You know, how about that? How about that? Aren't those mistakes? Isn't that a mistake? Isn't this a mistake? Yeah. What's different about that? Find out. I always lie, but not when you think I'm lying. That's your thought pattern, not this old man. So just let it remain when you're sitting, you're practicing. Everyone here on this screen has, uh, does, more than likely, does a simple awareness practice that is traditionally called in the Japanese tradition, shikantaza, which translated as, as I understand it, is translated as just precisely this. Oh, what, a, what a simple, a radical way of, of pointing 
out something to us if we're open to it. Such a simple instruction. So just precisely this. So if in order to see that clearly, it seems to be necessary to hold very still, find everything that you have uh, uh, a soft control, not, not, not the pushy kind, not the pulling or the shutting down or the, or the securing some kind of a reference point. And I'm not against mantras. I'm not against visualizations. I've done millions of them. That's not an exaggeration. It's a lie, but it's not an exaggeration. Does Carmen have, uh, she, are you hugging Santa Claus? Oh no, that's, <laughs> I saw that red. <laughs> so just let it remain in its true state and it, let it, the true state is the truth of it is it arose. So that's, that's true. If it arises, it's relatively true. It's relative. It appears. Uh, it appears uh, relatively true. That's why. It's, that's why we're so ensnared by this world of things pulling us this way, pulling us that way. I, uh, that doesn't. That feels. This feels pretty good. But that, and we get caught up in that, and and it, it takes us on a on a journey, a circular journey, in search of something else, something else, something else. Not this. Something else. What is arising in your mind stream is the Buddha. We'll believe that. But you might not want to ignore that. Whom, whom, whom. Whatever occurs in the realm of the mind, such as thoughts of the five poisons, one should neither lead nor follow, just let it remain in its true state and reach the liberation of Dharmakaya. Dharmakaya. Dharma, truth. Kaya, body, body of truth. Dharmakaya, Sambhogakaya, Nirmanakaya. This is the Nirmanakaya, the physical body of the of the Buddha of us, where we appear. Those other two were uh, less relative, much less. So that will be. We will actually chant that line in inside the, the overall shape of the sadhana of Mahamudra tomorrow, what time? 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Did I lie? No, I just made a suggestion and he said yes. So he actually agreed to something that wasn't true. Didn't you? No. But he knew he did it, so... Does that change anything? If you are busy thinking about that right now, then probably need to sit more. Work on your sense of humor. So how do we actually let it remain? How do we how do we allow something to come up that is tugging this way or pushing that way? Um, Passion, aggression, or pushing or pulling. Passion, aggression are very similar. Sometimes the directionality of it gets us to call it by one name or the other. Excuse me. Passion, aggression, jealousy, greed, avarice, and 15 or 20 other names that divide the, the confusion, the ignorance up into 
active, uh, kind of proactive parts about that, proactive about that, protecting ourselves from that to the point where we get, it gets so scary that we're so afraid and we might be eight years old and we might be 80 years old. We're so afraid that we have to do something about that and we have to protect that. And we are willing, it seems, to protect the self-centeredness at the expense of the world. We're, we're willing to, some of us, not all, some of us are willing to sacrifice everybody in order to have some kind of a, a little bit longer control over something, sometimes called a dictator. You, me, we all have uh, an internal oligarch, sometimes called ego, self-centeredness, narcissism, and that can go any direction. And if we see the direction it's going, then this is awareness. Don't fight with it. Don't, don't make peace with it. Don't do, even though Trunk Parampache says, make friends with yourself. He doesn't mean that you're gonna, it's gonna be easy. You're gonna go in and meet some kind of delightful interior being called your Buddha nature. So whatever rises, just receive. That would be a positive way of looking at that, using that kind of a, if it shows up, just it's, if it shows up in your mind stream, uh, in your life, in your living room, um, right out behind your garage, where that mess is you need to clean up. Anywhere, anywhere, it's showing up all the time. And you can, don't do anything, just look at it, hear it, smell it, taste it, touch it, listen, think about it. <clears throat> Very specific instructions that sound like it's something you could actually do, but it's more of a not doing than it is. There might be a time might show up in your mind stream where you are no longer fighting with yourself or with anyone. You're no longer at war with anything and you're no longer uh, 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 no longer have hollowed out some kind of a peaceful person inside the insanity that you think you've solved your riddle. Doesn't seem like we're able to get off quite that easy. That being said, it might be actually easier to, to be with or to allow or to re um, receive whatever rises in your mind stream and just allow that to come in, even though it's threatening. As I've said before, and something you already know, the people who are really terrified don't even know it because they're so covered up by their opinions, uh, their the flags. We just drove by a, a little little house this morning, uh, where there was a, a black flag with a, a silhouette of an AK-47. What does it say on that? Just come, come and try to take this away from me. It's like he's afraid. Who said that? He's terrified, or she, or they are terrified, but they don't know that because they reinforce each other by talking to other people that people make those flags the people that hang them up the person that hung it up there when they were talking to their neighbor yeah we got them we'll we'll keep those uh, people away that uh, uh, are threatening us in some way and it's that area is so complicated it's so incredibly complicated that all politics does the politics of experience uh, shows us is, is how complicated it is. It doesn't really give us a solution. There is no solution. That doesn't mean that you should step away from this world 
uh, this crazy, insane world of cause and effect of war and peace to go to the top of a mountain so that you can be holy and you can train yourself and you can, at least you're not crazy. At least you're being peaceful and kind. If you are idealizing this, the path of the Buddha's Dharma, this is a, a highly polished form of spiritual materialism. Not wrong. We're not saying that's a bad thing to do. That's probably relatively, because they're always using relativity, relatively, relatively, it's better than killing people. It's always better than. But if you're extending yourself out into the world to help the world, which I'm, I'm not going to stop you from doing that, but I would say, if, if you want to prioritize something, train your mind. Train your mind. So then what you do out in the world will, will come out of clarity about dependent origination rather than trying to join uh, dependent origin, origination because you see what's right and what's wrong. And maybe you can help over here with what's right. They're already billions, <laughs> millions of people doing that. If you're listening to me, it might be time for you to sharpen the blade before you go chopping on things. How do you do that? What did you say there? Was it in here that, that was, this was at? Is this what I read out of? Who wrote this? You don't remember? received it as karma. What does it say about uh, Guru Rinpoche here for? That's who he received it from. Well said. Thank you. Just let it remain in its true state. What, how do we know it's its true state? Maybe it's a, maybe there's three a little uh, uh, three little laminations of ignorance or passion, aggression, and ignorance, uh, passion, aggression, and prejudice. On top of that, don't believe me. I'm only telling you one thing. Find out who you are. So no doubt. No doubt. And it's, it's not a certainty based on proof. It's a, a certainty based on direct insight into the nature of your life, the nature of your bedroom, the nature of, the, of your yard, your driveway, your car keys, if you have one. It's the, it, that's, that is it. It's not like, well, these are good over here, but this isn't so good. Relatively, yes, we need to do some of that. But the more you can do that out of your awareness about relative truth, your awareness about confusion, which is another word for relative truth, the more you can function out of that, then the less you will be adding to the suffering of the world. We don't mean to be negative about this, but I guess I'm going to have to be. We're unlikely to get through this. Well, I'm not talking about just dying. That's, that's the joke part of it. I'm saying the world is not looking so good. A lot of insanity going, and a lot of people at the end of uh, the buttons and the levers. So what, what can you do? Well, you might want to train your mind. You might want to see, since you, we don't have any say-so, but if you do join something where there's a movement, and I'm not against that either, I'm quite often feel pulled to do that myself when I see things uh, in our society tumbling apart and I'm only 37 miles away from something horrible that's happening. 
I want to go buy a AK-47 and, and enter into relative truth. If I enter into relative truth, uh, I won't be carrying a peace sign. I'm unlikely to do that in that way other than coming into this monastery and doing what I'm doing now. But if I did go that direction, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> so I know what that's about, the other end of that particular relative spectrum of war and peace. It is relative. Don't join, don't abandon, don't look away. Don't push, don't pull. Passion, aggression, and prejudice. Yes, sir. She is on bowing. What is the self-liberation that was referred to in the text? Um, you, you see that there isn't one. So, that, so no one has been liberated. Nothing has been liberated. You just see that there never was a self. This is self-liberation. More? Is there something that um, is instigating that or helping move in that direction? The Buddha's Dharma. The truth that nothing occurs. And the truth that everything is dependently arisen. So there is the depend. There is there are lots of things that appear. If you look closely at anywhere you're at, you, there are so many things that you. It's like trying to look at a carpet and tell you, see uh, how many strands of uh, a fabric the carpet is it makes up a carpet. More. What does it mean when we talk about or when you talk about needing to see this for yourself? Uh, what is the independence of that? What is the, the seeing it for this for oneself? What about it? What what is the independence? Because you are uh, relatively uh, looking at this from a from a uh, from a, a body mind complex we call a human being for a certain length of time. So you you have entered into uh, intensely relative part of. Uh, of uh, absolute truth. Can you see the truth for yourself without the sense of self navigating that path? Might have to do some navigating. That's why it's necessary to have a teacher. And, and every teacher have two teachers that may get together and may just disagree, even though they're both true teachers. When I say true teacher, I'm saying a teacher who's teaching out of his or her or their direct perception of what this is and how that shows up to you know, Trungpa Rinpoche or His Holiness or Karmapa or Dalai Lama or any other teachers you're going to need, Panlap Rinpoche, Dogen Zenji. They, you know, we, what did we study just recently were a thousand years ago, these highly evolved, uh, you could say, enlightened beings were arguing. <laughs> and then that's turned into a teaching where they argue and we study it. And then we and then people have discussions about, well, uh, what did uh, um, Chandra Kirti say? And how, well, how was his argument uh, better than who was the other Baba Vivka or come on, you guys, cough it up. <laughs> I don't study that stuff. I have. And now I recommend that you study it so you can see, so you can see it yourself. So you can see that that area is a, is relatively really powerful and really correct about the nature of relative truth and absolute truth. 
but it's just a relative structure that actually covers up the realization. It might lead right up to the door. It's like an, ar an argument uh, outside of the castle, right at the door. There's, there's the liberation is right through the door to use a relative. And people, uh, human beings, practitioners, scholars, Question. Didn't you? A couple questions from YouTube. Um, the first from Aditya. What is uh, the Diamond Sutra? How do you spell that? A D I T Y A. Okay, what's the question? What is the Diamond Sutra? It's a part of the Prajnaparamita literature, which is about 2,000 years ago. We don't know who wrote it, and it's, uh, it's very lengthy. Somebody didn't have anything better to do, but write and write and write. They like to make up stuff, so they did. We don't know exactly where that came from uh, as far as an actual source. It probably came from lots of sources. Uh, and the Diamond Sutra is called the Vajra Chattaka or Diamond Cutter. Uh, and it's, it's, it means that if you read that, the, the diamond quality is it's so, or Vajra quality is it's so powerful, you need to contemplate it along with the practice, sitting practice, uh, strengthening the awareness to see what is true. And then you were put right in the middle of the chopping block. And there's a diamond cutter coming right down on your what? On your your belief in a separate self. And that cuts you in half. And then you see that that is unreal. So you actually get to experience that firsthand relatively. But you see that what just you just saw. You read the Diamond Sutra and there are translations everywhere. I recommend the one by Red Pine. Uh, uh, Bill Porter, and uh, and he talks and discusses that. But it's, it, it just hands you something and takes it away. Hands you something and takes it away. Like torturing a child. You ever done that? Torture children? So I'm being silly here, but I'm saying it's like, it's, it's like that. It's like, here it is, but no, here it is. If you see that what this is, then you know that it is non-existent. And therefore, it exists because it's non-existent. It's relatively established. And this is why this says, let it remain in its true state. Just look at it. And then you actually see what the Diamond Sutra was pointing at, what the Heart Sutra is pointing at, what the Samdhino Machana Sutra, the Lankavatara Sutra, all these, and I could go on and on. Everyone here has been studying this material. Everyone else could add to it. And why do we study it? If that isn't it, then why do we study it? Because we need to take that area of the ego mind that is so good at thinking and give it a good dose of that kind of medicine. Here, read the Diamond Sutra 500 times. Or maybe might take a thousand. Or maybe you read it once, like I think Wei Ning. He couldn't even read, so he had to hear somebody say it. And then he, as the story goes, understood what it meant. Yes. Uh, question from Amida. Are we imaginary, fictitious beings inside a mind that we call the universe? No. No. Yes. So, Greg Bowing, uh, the title, Let It Remain in the True State, and Second Pure Precept, Remain in Enlightenment. Are those two similar? Mm -hmm. What is the true state? It's already the case. What you're looking for, you already are. Is there a relative and ultimate aspect to that? Of course. 
that's what that's what the teachings are about. That's why when the Buddha awoke, uh, and he was a story, he was challenged by the daughters of Mara, or you know, saying which was his mind, saying, "How do you you know what's your proof here?" And so he was still a living being, and he understood, and he went to the most fundamental thing he could find was a dirt under his feet, called Sparsha Mudra, Earth Touching Mudra. It's turned into a form, but all he did is say, "Have a seat." More? The perplexity on your face tells me there might be a little more there. Cough it up. What is the relative experience of the true state? Uh, it, it, the relative experience of it uh, comes and goes. So then the ego mind uh, realizes if this is called a um, Kensho or some kind of insight into the fundamental nature of things, seeing that nothing is separate. And it's a little, if someone is on the path, that's a little terrifying to ego, but then it's kind of interesting because we see such a contrast there and we, it's like, we want more of that. So then, because we don't understand that it, it's not a relative situation, we've actually left the relative, the consciousness is finding its own form, which is its, itself, it finds itself, which is not separate. Pretty exciting, huh? And then, then the ego mind, whatever whatever shreds of me, 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 and hope and fear are left, will come in and try to make some kind of a credential out of it or start a school of Buddhism. Or... You ever hear the sound of one hand clapping? Not me either. Yes. Um, a question from Jeremy in Portland. Yes, please. Is letting it remain a resistance of instinct? No. So when we went past that house today with those AK-47 flags, yeah. and you just now said you want you want to buy one and enter into that world because you were in the Marine Corps and you know what that's about. So when thoughts like that arise for you, how, how do they remain? What do you do? They, they they don't they don't have to do anything with them. So if someone yeah, yeah, go ahead. if someone new were watching today and mm -hmm. they heard that from you, might they consider that a, a call from you to take up arms? Mm -hmm. No, they misunderstood what I said. Good good place to go because let's let's talk about relative truth. All you Democrats. Yes. So when thoughts like that arise um, and let them remain. Keep, keep going. I can't it, do it. It seems do it. Yes. Isn't that a maintenance? Aren't we trying to then hold on to either mm. one choice or another? No, because what is being said here is practice. Sit down, hold still, and watch how whatever rises, you add something to it. Whatever rises, you take something away from it. You fluff it up with your interpretation, your validation, or your complication, your elaboration, or you take it apart or judge it or say, that's wrong. I shouldn't be thinking that. I have to train my mind more, so I won't have those kind of thoughts. It's always about manipulating the world, and the world is unreal. I'm not saying it's not there and not solid. Of course it is. It is incredibly 
real in its illusory form. But when one is watching what comes and what goes and what comes and what goes, don't fight with anything. Don't fight with the AK-47. Don't fight with the, the flag that's so disgusting to look at. It's not like all that goes away where some somehow see, see angels everywhere. But it's not that kind of a romantic idea of awakening where you're suddenly a holy person who's at peace, who is above everyone. No, you're not separate from that AK-47. But that can't be done unless you see there's no self in this condos, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. There's no solid being there. There's something articulating these hands and uh, causing this vocal, these vocal cords to, to move. I want to respond to Mason's question. He rarely asks me anything. He usually tells me stuff. Can you clarify the difference between relative truth Relative absolute truth and relative absolute existence. Same. Clear enough? Thank you for the question. Now, there are other, there are other, there are other explanations to that. So that's probably what he's looking at here. He's, he has tons and tons of material on Buddhism. He's been studying Buddhism since he was eight years old. I've been studying it since he was eight years old, too. <laughs> Go ahead. Jay Zambawan, the talk title, Let It Remain. Is that um, something we can work with as we're going throughout yeah. our day and how that might show up? Yeah, that's the training part. That's not, you won't be a person who lets it remain. Uh, you won't, you're not going to develop into a person who lets it remain. You, you won't develop. You, you'll, you could say you, you'll stop developing that. Because it's the, there's a relative, there's a mundane path and the, the, the provisional teachings, which get us into this place where we walk into a monastery where there's, because this is a 2,500-year-old tradition, there's a lot of unusual uh, things, <laughs> Buddha and banners and, and ancient sutras and so on. So, but we need some kind of, of a structure to get us to sit down and observe what and do what the Buddha did. He sat down and he looked at the nature of his mind. And he was in the middle of a uh, extremely religious, uh, um, cultural and uh, historical and cu cultural community in ancient India, Brahmanism uh, or Hinduism. And his father and mother and whole community were involved in that. So he had to actually somewhat, maybe quite a bit, step outside of that. Jeez, I'm buying I'm just um, particularly wondering if, if that's something, if I'm experiencing negativity, whether it's a negativity within myself or an interaction that might be negative, um, if there's a way to work with the idea of let it remain to help have some insight or, or look at that situation. Just, just use it as a touchstone. <clears throat> and the way we do that is notice how we object. Uh, no, just note, it's not about establishing some kind of solidity where we're letting it, letting, we're letting it remain. Sometimes people try to do that by mantras or by uh, labeling thinking, returning to the breath. They try to use relative, relative truth is, is, it's good to sit down, hold still and watch what moves. But beyond that, any, any mantras, uh, and, and I don't mean that people shouldn't do that. If you're practicing mantras, go ahead. Do, do millions of them. I did. 
but I'm saying I don't think it's not, might be a good practice. If your teacher is teaching that, then you might want to do that. This teacher is not teaching that. I'm saying you can see it, but what you see will not have a relative uh, springboard there. Want something that oh, now I see it. That will not occur necessarily. If it does, it will leave. If it, if it shows up, it's going to go away. Another question from Jeremy in Portland. Certainly. Is free will an illusion that is unresistible? So if you if, if I'm going to if I'm going to sit in front of you alone, uh, then I would be asking you questions about what do you mean by free? What do you mean by will? What do you mean by irresistible? So we would have to go into that snake in the grass with each person. Find a teacher. It doesn't have to be me. I've got plenty of stuff to do. I don't need any help. But find somebody who understands this rather than just speculate on it and look for some kind of relative. I mean, I can give you, I could answer that question anyway. I could say yes and not be of any help to you. I could say no and not be of any help to you. I can't see you, so I'm. I'm talking to, uh, what was your name again? Jeremy. Not far off. The, 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 inter, the interdependence of personalities and, and so on, the clinging to a self, that is not very stable. That's why we're so upset if somebody threatens us or criticizes us. That's why we puff ourselves up. That's why people have a, some people are so terrified of otherness, of the other. They're so, they're, they're xenophobia traditional word is so intense because of causes and conditions, how they were trade, what happened in the 13th century, uh, what, what their relationship with it was with their mother, their father, the butcher, the baker, and so on. It just is dependently arisen and it's unreal. It's relatively real. Fire is hot, water is wet. Well, <laughs> honey, <laughs> I was corrected. Water is not wet. Water gets things wet, but water itself is totally dry. <laughs> water is not thirsty. Who said that? I did. <laughs> I said water is not thirsty. No, I think it was it was a Kabir that said the fish and the water and the fish is not thirsty. Is it Kabir? Is Rumi? I sent uh, Rumi's uh, guitar. Uh, performance to Mason and uh, today and Mason said wow Shoto Bowing yes can letting it remain show up in activity Bowing yeah yes it can it can it show, uh, once you begin to see it it shows up everywhere and it looks like activity it looks, it looks like there's a pushing. It looks like there's a pulling. It looks like there's a shutting down, but there's no south. There's no longer a, a centralized being called me. The ego mind is uh, uh, the stone woman gets up dancing. The wooden man begins to sing. The singing is without a singer. The dancing is without a dancer. It's just a dance. There just happens to be this form rotating. They have to realize it. It can. It either sounds like baloney, or it sounds like, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's possible. Can I do that? No, you can't do that. You can just stop getting in the way of that. As it's been sometimes said, 
the whole everything you see is everything you hear see smell taste think is is the dharma the buddha is preaching the dharma to you listen receive um yesterday bruce used the phrase fooled by appearance yeah. um, how do appearances fool us well simply put something appears and instead of seeing what it is, what it actually is, what it ultimate the ultimate appearance of it, which is possible, uh, it's not possible to describe that too well. But the the the, the fear based personality or personhood there that's been struggling with life and struggling with success and failure and pain and pleasure and hope and fear, hope and fear, hope and fear. That's a big polarity. And what do we do with hope and fear? We become hopeful, but we forget about the fear part. Then that's it's like a teeter-totter, just like war and peace. Don't go to war, don't go to peace, don't go to hope, don't go to fear, don't do anything. Just receive. More? Are we fooled by pure appearance? If you think you're seeing pure appearance, yes. Come to mm -hmm. you. What is pure appearance? Uh, it is a concept that uh, tries to point to the ultimate nature of to use the traditional word reality. And that's actually your Dharma name, as I recall. Good question. It's always good to ask about your Dharma name. And then we can both figure out why the hell did I call you that? How should I relate to the path if it seems like I'm idealizing it? Might be what? I idealizing. Just watch. You're bound to it. Bound to do a little bit of everything, idealize it, and then sink back into some kind of I'm not getting anywhere. And then then that rotates. Uh, and then we start to feel like we're making what progressive stages of meditation on emptiness. I mean, you know, and it's not that that doesn't occur. It doesn't, it's not that that isn't a powerful thing to practice or to do. But just, it's always about observing. It's always about consciousness finding its own form. And that may be the form of ignorance because... Uh, because ignorance and awakening are not separate. That's why it's so illusory. Do you have another question? Do you want to have another question? Any, any questions out there in Zoom land? There's a lot of people there. It's 50 people. That pretty much fills up the screens. So out of 50 people, there's got to be somebody that wants to uh, ask something, perhaps. Kevin Bowing. Go ahead, Kevin. If nothing lasts, then what are we endeavoring to keep remaining, Bowing? Well, when you, when you try to stay alive, you mean? Or when you ask me to remain? Yes. It's just, it's just a working with relative truth in a way that's fairly direct and genuine and trying to, trying to understand what this is. People have all kinds of desires and wishes and bodhicitta, the mind of awakening is, is uh, the way the Mahayana is described, is seeing there's a possibility of understanding what this is fundamentally. To 
cut to the chase, as they say, it's possible. So we work, we're, we're showing up in a relative situation called the world as human in this realm called the human realm, the realm of desire. And we've been everywhere. And here we are here now. Most of the world, as I'm sure you've noticed, uh, is, it turns away to, towards some kind of a belief or, or a construct or a philosophy or some kind of opinions about things rather than seeing what is fundamentally true. So when we say try to remain or try to um, a practice, try to understand what this is. As it's sometimes said, don't death comes without warning. Don't don't waste your life. This doesn't mean you shouldn't go have uh, ice cream. It, it just means have some time when you actually are working with the nature of your mind. Because the issue that is so magnetizing is it looks like stuff that happens in the world is coming after us or going to get us and other stuff is in the world is really good and we should promote that. And, and, and to some extent that is true, but the main difficulty is mistaken identity, thinking there is a solid being here. So, uh, but since we don't look that way too much, because if you look that way, you don't see anything. So then you, what do you do? You look back to the stuff again, or else you jump into your ideas about yourself. Well, I'm the kind of person that likes bologna sandwiches. I'm the kind, I, well, I've never felt that way. Well, I've always been in this. Well, my parents taught me, uh, or this is right, this is wrong. We go into some kind of elaboration. And sometimes it's really intense. If you've been uh, really supported in some kind of way that's very positive, it might be hard for you to get out of that golden net. Or if you've been shoved down and made fun of or insulted over and over again, you know, um, maybe maybe that, that might help you, albeit very negative, might help you to begin to look at that aspect of your life. Why, why is it or how is it that some people are so generous and kind and loving and some people are so uh, difficult or even worse than just difficult, they're terrible. So it's about seeing that in yourself, to see that everything you see out here is, is here. You're seeing it. You're actually seeing yourself and who are you? Not separate. But you don't have to get rid of anything of the evil or what is necessary is to look at what moves and then notice that there's over time, see that the witnessing part of that is uh, uh, a little fishy. And then there becomes a witness of the witness, which is more fish or maybe just the smell of them. Pure appearance. Question from Marco in the Netherlands. Sometimes in Zen, they talk about the great doubt. Can you say a little bit about it? It's a, it's a way of teaching uh, that allows, that supports uh, individuals so that they can, that instead of cl cluttering that area up with some kind of uh, fabrications in terms of concepts or something that will, that will actually keep your, keep your boat afloat as somebody who is getting somewhere, uh, it's just another way of teaching that say that saying wherever the doubt is, it's just go in and look at that deeply because it will grow. If you have doubts, then uh, go in and look at that. The only way you're going to have certainty is transcend relative certainty and uh, relative uncertainty or doubt. 
And the only way you can do that, just like another way of saying it, is just look, look at the crap that rises in our mind. And instead of saying, how do I stop that? How do I, how do I keep from feeling depressed? How do I, how do I, how do I? How? You look at it. You look at it. You don't do it with some kind of a heroic, I'm just going to be one with reality. So you need to look at it. So that's what the doubt is. It's just in order to have certainty, you have to look at the doubt. The doubt, doubt is certainty. Uh, delusion is the Buddha. Don't believe me. You could give me the benefit of the doubt, if I may borrow your term. You could say, well, let's consider that. More? He has another question. Yes. Most of the time when I meditate, I'm using a timer. Is that a form of controlling? Uh, well, you don't have to ask me that. Obviously it is. But what I would say, you're not giving me permission to respond to it uh, by saying, because I'm not saying you shouldn't control, but you should be aware that you're controlling. That's always about awareness. It's never, never about living up to some kind of special, I never control anything. Or I only control things if it's very, very necessary. So I would say, don't use the timer. Use a, uh, use a, see Bob Holman and get a, a four-hour hourglass. Bob Holman sent me a four-hour hourglass. If somebody sends you a gift, like if somebody sent you a gift, would you feel obligated to use it? <laughs> is he, is Bob really trying to tell me I need to send more? <laughs> or is it, or has he tried to market four-hour classes? Anyway, that's an ideal, you could say that even though it's not circular, and it's not going around like a clock or like the planets of the sun and moon going around around the earth or night and day, back and forth, life and death, it has a quality to it that is, uh, that is immediate. And uh, you could say it's a analog. It's just, uh, that's a, wasn't that, wasn't that who was married to Abe Lincoln analog? What does old brother mean? <laughs> I know it's a stretch. So that I don't I, like. I sometimes say I'm nothing like Trungpa. That's one thing I get from Trungpa. Trungpa is a, I didn't get it from him, but I got. It's okay to be absolutely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Machine bowing. Yes. You mentioned uh, a certain fishiness to the witness. Yep. So, um, what's happening when we have a moment of feeling separate from ourself, like it's sort of in that witness phase where I look, I'll see myself and think I'm not her. What's going on there? Just getting, you're just getting flashes of of. Of the of the instability or the or the, uh, the through the practice and through and this can happen if somebody doesn't even meditate they just existential kind of uh, uh, diversions show up that, that take us away from our apparent or con conclusion of there's somebody here doing something painting a wall or uh, rowing a boat or driving a car and sometimes we especially if you uh, practice mind training, at least in this way, you will get flashes of that empty quality of a self. 
and that's that's a path quality. That's not something that uh, that's not something that you if you realize your true nature, that's not something you'll be constantly thinking you're nobody. Because that is a flash of showing, showing the insubstantiality of the believability of a separate being. It's not saying there isn't something there. It's just saying uh, it's not separate. So therefore, when you realize that, then you can actually function instead of functioning like someone who, you know, doesn't have any solid self and has some kind of a existential angst or insecurity going on. No, you actually... You see emptiness, and then instead of hanging on to emptiness, is some kind of a fancy teaching, which some that everybody has to believe that or has to go along with that. Which some schools do that. Not wrong. Everybody needs to have some kind of a path. Some people can only do it that way, and they should be allowed to do it, supported in doing it. But if you're listening to me, uh, nothing will occur. I mean, you'll have a lot of occurrences, but then uh, the fundamental uh, certainty. There's nothing you're certain about. How do we let emptiness remain? Don't worry about it. You don't have to go in and, and try to cherish that or make sure that that insight is somehow is nurtured in some way. Don't don't nurture anything particularly. Just I mean, even though it's talked about some sometimes that way. So uh, some people need to do it that way. I say, just return to the wall, set up a, a structure, a form, and then uh, be uh, repetition, be diligent about it, get there. And if, it's not that we don't look for results, but don't be too worried about the results. Uh, even seeing that there's no solid being, uh, the imaginary self that is nurtured by hope and fear, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, passion, aggression, and ignorance, and fighting with otherness, is discontinuous it doesn't it has no it is uh, it's it's very very sensitive uh, to uh, a lot of light coming in it wants to hide out and keep certain things in the closet and certain things held back and it's willing to kind of open up somewhat and and pe people can spend their whole life just opening up somewhat being meditators and having a mindfulness practice and so not wrong but just that might be what you're going to do but in your situation abushin i would just say just observe that it won't last it'll come it'll go i had some really powerful i'm not going to go into them but powerful experiences that i really needed to take to trungpa rinpoche many many years ago and uh, and i did and I went in and talked to him about it. He told me what it was. And I and I left and they never happened again. Bye-bye, fantastic experiences. Thank you. That's been 45 years ago. Since then, it's been absolutely boring. <laughs> Thank you. I saw another question. If there's somebody that has a question. Shokabang. Melissa? Yes, Melissa. She says and asks, yesterday during the monk talks, the precept of blame and praise was discussed. I'm still confused about receiving blame. How can receiving self-blame be empowering? <clears throat> uh, 
I don't know if I would use the word empowering, but just let whatever comes, let it come. Whatever goes, let it go. When I say let, even that's a little extra. Just notice that it's leaving. Notice that it's coming in. You could have an attitude of just welcoming it. You could be a good host. Something comes, here it comes. But if all the windows and doors have been removed and your so-called self, your ego mind, you're no longer protecting this person, this being. People can come and threaten you and all you do is see how, if they threaten you, uh, it depends on if it's a, a per, if it's your teacher. If it's your teacher, it might show up a little bit different. If your teacher threatens you, then uh, that is just what you need to see. But if the world comes at you or somebody in your family comes at you with threats or something or anger or hostility, uh, probably if you've been working on your own mind and you see how how much you are trapped in your own passion, aggression, and ignorance, then you may see instantly that the reason they're doing this is because they're so afraid and they covered up by, they get rid of their fear by throwing off that, that anger onto you, turn the, the fear into anger, into retaliation. And I experienced it today with the, the flag. I'm not saying I'm somehow transcended open fear, although sometimes it's talked that way. I saw the, the flag on the side of the, it was just, it's just it's, it is disgusting to see that. But the person who's put the, putting that up there is terrified. They don't know it. And they have other terrified people and they all get together. Sometimes it's called a political party. They all get together and they try to figure out, and that doesn't mean don't vote. I'm not going to go that direction. I'm just saying, as you participate in the relative situation, like with this uh, person who had the AK-47 flag threats, you know, just try to take this away from me, hanging it out on there. Uh, wouldn't you say that's kind of fearful? Someone would do that. Uh, they're not going to think of it that way. They're going to think that it's a macho kind of, uh, or whatever. I don't know, but it's, it's fear. So the oh. same thing, same thing with your own mind stream. Uh, just, just watch the phenomena come and go, come and go watch open fear. Hope comes and then goes away and then fear comes up and, Things are just rotating around all the time. And that which is observing that isn't doing much of anything unless it is. And then there's somebody who's afraid. And has been said other times before I got here, what is real, what is valid, what is fundamentally uh, Buddha nature can't threaten it because it, it did not come into it, did not come into existence. Therefore, it can't go away. And if you realize this, you're, you're not separate from that. Your body mind is going down like this one is down or going down or anyone is going to die sooner or later, as they say, we all know that, ha, ha, ha. But who you are fundamentally, find out who that is. It won't be an opinion. If it's an opinion and somebody can come and challenge it, this is quite often what happens in early, uh, not early, not only early scholars of Buddhism, but later on, we're still, who's right, who's wrong? Uh, are the Jonangpas right or the Galugpas right? It's interesting somewhat tiring, when, especially when people are hurting each other because of that. Go ahead, Bobby. Can't hear you. Okay. Um, Bobby Bowen, um, why is that flag disgusting, Bowen? Why? Why is it? Yeah, because it represents a, a whole lot of people who have uh, 
who've got their uh, uh, head up there, uh, well, you know, and the, the political situation is so fraught with uh, 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 the desire for power. And so many people are being hurt by that. Many, many people. So it's, it's disgusting. Uh, it seems to me like it's just a flag. You're adding on all those things that you just described. Well, are, you teaching, are you teaching me, Bobby? No. Are you, I'm, I, are you teaching me? What would you like to say? It's flag. Oh, thank you. I appreciate your help. So when you when you see that flag, uh, you just see a flag. You don't have any feelings of uh, irritation uh, come up at all. Not any more than any other flag. Keep sitting. Keep. The American the American flag describes so it could describe so many things. How what's the difference between? Yeah. That flag and an American flag. No difference. So is American flag disgusting? Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Michael Bowie. Yes, sir. <laughs> was you wanting to buy an AK? Pardon me? Was your wanting to buy or have an AK just your fear? Some, yeah, somewhat. But it doesn't go anywhere. I'm not going to buy an AK-47. I wouldn't take one as a gift. And I'm not going to uh, go and rip the guy's flag down or, or go and scold him or go to war with him about anything. I'm just saying the same feelings. What I'm trying to do here is show you. If, you're, if you think of me as a Dharma teacher, then listen to what I'm saying. I'll say it again. And Bobby misunderstood what I said. On the other hand, he understood completely what I said. And he went to work with me about that because of he thinks he knows what I'm talking about. I mean, he actually thought that he had me there. And relatively, he did have me. But there isn't anyone there. So therefore, the emotions that you're experiencing... Please don't go to war with those. You, you can be depressed for the rest of your life. I don't care how I feel. That doesn't mean I don't feel how I feel. It's just that if I if I buy into how I feel, then I go right back into circularity about trying to get rid of something. This doesn't mean you shouldn't take aspirin. So it's a that you shouldn't do you know not go out in the cold weather. Uh, if you're cold, you should put on a coat, unless you're Wim Hofing, and then of course, then it goes the other way around. Then you got to go out in the cold weather so that because that's good for your health. And you should eat, you know, three meals a day, unless you're unless you're uh, doing what I'm doing, which is not eating very much. I mean, it's a relative situation. And so, what I what I'm sharing by saying I'm just saying I'm not going to do this every day, tell you every disgusting thing that shows up in my mind, but it, that there's no longer any allegiance to any thing. I operate, as far as I can say it, completely out of the vow to be with all things. I'm here to help you. You give me permission. If everybody goes away, uh, I'll stay home. So it's not here. It's not a marketing ploy, particularly. But I am saying that whatever rises in your mind stream right now, this moment, you do not have to get better. You do not have to have peaceful thoughts from now on. The emotion itself is, is extremely convincing. 
can there be an emotion without an emoter? Can there be, is there, isn't there somebody feeling this? Find out, look at the wall, find out who you are. So, so no doubt, transcend this world without ever walking out the back door. You can do it. Death will come without warning. When death comes, nothing happens. Don't believe that. Jason Bowne. Yes, Jason. So what is it that stops you from actually getting a, an AK and using it? Thoughts are unreal. Emotions are unreal. AK-47s are unreal. They have a relative reality, of course. We're not, I'm not denying um, chop wood, carry water. I'm not denying we have to eat. We have to defecate. We have to interact in different ways. And so what's, but nothing, there's no, there's no barrier against anything. All of the emotions and feelings that have been coming up in this particular life form uh, from beginning of time, not even before this lifetime. This has been around, when I say this, I'm talking about this particular manifestation has been around a long time. And so what stops me is that, there's nothing to do. Uh, but if something shows up, if this triggers that, triggers that, I'm able to see that happening. And I can see it uh, I can see it in everybody here and everybody there. As soon as you ask me a question, I, can, I see exactly what, where you're locked up at. I may not have permission to help you. I have five children. I have permission to help none of them. They just tell me stuff. And they, they are relative, some of them are extremely clear about what's going on, and some of them are not clear at all about what's going on and are operating out of fear. And I also have a lot of students that are trying to give me permission, doing the best they can. Not easy. So you saw what the what the transaction between Bobby Perez and and uh, me. You saw how that happened. And he was actually, because he's talking about his experience of how that looks. And he is relatively, he's correct. How do you decide which, how, how do you decide what to interact with in the relative world? And because, not? because there's no, there's no, uh, we're done? Yeah. I was talking to him. I saw okay. you looking at the clock. Oh, you didn't? So I misunderstood what I was looking at, and I projected an idea on you. Yeah, see how that works, Bobby? Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, where's he at? I'm here. Where are you? Hello. Is it? It's Jason. Jason? Yes, yeah, Jason. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. So how do I how do I decide which what to do? Well, yeah, like like you you said you're not saying you shouldn't vote and it seems that you do vote. So like if voting is something that you do and, you know, in the relative sense, why do you decide to do that, but not to get an AK? <laughs> I don't know. You're starting to, I'm starting to have doubts <laughs> between you and Bobby. I, I'm not sure if maybe I'm more confused than I thought I was. Probably. So let me say, I'll say it as directly as I can. And you're, you're welcome to ask questions about, there's no decider. I'm not saying decisions don't occur based on relative truth because I am watching as I'm, in, as I'm encouraging all of you to do, watch the movement. 
And you will notice that it slowly gets depersonalized. In other words, that doesn't mean you don't see that this person's a murderer and this person's an angel, but it's dependently arisen. It's dependently arisen. And so therefore, if you're, if you're clear about that, then you may find in your relative situation, uh, I'm going to vote for this just because it's basically uh, helpful to others. So it's a relative situation that you can see fairly clearly. But, it, but it's not a choice like you weigh up and decide that because you can take that any direction. You just use politics alone. My goodness, it's just a, it's a regular, uh, uh, a regular uh, a zoo. Uh, of opinions, of ideas, and conjunctions, and contraptions about right and wrong, and up and down, and back and forth. So, but the decider part of it doesn't happen. And I sometimes say, "Don't do anything unless you have to." And that's another way of 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 uh, of saying it more functionally to help people be patient with what's happening. Don't do anything unless you have to. And that way, without even trying, you you're more patient. You're more likely to watch the dependent origination that's coming and going. And if it starts to get threatening, then the very situation itself might cause you to back up or go the other way or to close off or run up the side of the hill and to get out of the forest fire. So, it's, but you have to see, is this a burning house or is this a projection of a burning house? So this is what the sitting practice of meditation will help you do. I am, because of my style, my personality, I, most people are going to listen to me. If they listen to this and have no mind training are going to think I'm full of myself more than likely. I don't mind are going to think that I'm uh, 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 ego, ego driven, as people thought that uh, they didn't think that about Coben, because most feathers don't do that. But um, uh, Trunk Rinpoche is still drawing the heat. I mean, with all the beings that he helped, when I was one of them, uh, still, he they look at his negative stuff that he did, which is dependently arisen. There's no self in the skandhas. Uh, very difficult to explain that because people that are stuck on right and wrong, good and bad, up and down, back and forth, are going to come and get it and collect something and hold it against someone for whatever they did. Even if they just, you know, were very kind and helpful to 50 people because of what they did to one person or with one person based on what they said and what happened there. Uh, even if Even if there's no witness there. They'll come to conclusions about it. is that wrong? No, no, it's it's relative truth. It needs to function as it functions. So less is better. And that way, what does keep kind of knocking at the door at some point, if it, you could use it that way, you might need to get and go and open the door and see what it is. But to jump to this and jump to that and jump to this idea and jump to that, that's what happens in ego mind if you sit and do enough uh, sitting meditation. And I mean a lot of it. You can't just sit, you know, an hour a day, three days a week or five days a week. I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want. And I, and I talk to people who, are, who don't sit at all. I still will talk to them. But we need to do a lot of this. Uh, not just a little bit because... Uh, and don't believe me necessarily, but you can consider we've been around forever and here we are again, getting together and we're talking about what, and what am I saying? What do I, I'm not saying believe Buddhism, believe in Buddhism, believe in me, do what I say. But if you're here, I'm saying train your mind. And how do you do that? You have to look at the way your mind is chaotic and untrained. You have to look at the garbage pit of the mind, sit down, hold still and look at that, have some dignity to use that relative and do that with your body. You can't do it with the mind because it's too, uh, it's still looking for its own form. And it does that in a very greedy and warlike way. And it can be painful 
if you've been doing it for centuries and you show up in this lifetime and, and then we get triggered by this, that, and the other thing. And the next thing we know there's turmoil going on. And then what, what options do we have? You, you, you might only get this option if you go to prison where somebody's doing prison work and then they they actually let you have a religion there. So it's a, it's, it's very confusing, very difficult. Samsara is a, as a, the Vajra regent once said, is notorious for being without end. It's circular. It's without end. We're born, we're born, we die, we're born, we're dying, we're born. We, we go to sleep, we wake up, we go to sleep, we wake up. We have food, uh, then we don't have food, then we have food, then we don't have. The sun comes up and goes down and goes up. The moon goes around, makes it even more complicated. Anna Maria Bowing. And so you don't have to make, uh, just one second, Jason, you don't really have to make decisions. You can hold back a little bit. And then you'll notice the ones that you really have to do because of the dependent origination is there. You have to actually do this particular thing. But there's other things you don't really have to do. And, I, and if you're listening to me, train your mind. Put it at the top of your list so that you do that. So you get that done. So you spend some time getting to know yourself on a deep level that is below the the fear-based level of the ego self-centered mind. And then the AK-47 on the on the, uh, the side of the building and, and, and all of the threats that are happening all over, uh, they're, they're seen to be relatively real and they're dangerous and we might not live that much longer, but train that which is obstructing your true nature or your Buddha nature, your enlightened nature. Go ahead, Anna Maria. Um, yesterday, I... Uh we received a few family members received a pretty vile attacking email from a family member going at length just assassinating us one by one yeah. and then closing the email by inviting us to her daughter's wedding <laughs> um so my my question is similar to the ak-47 this person symbolizes that flag this person symbolizes a lot of neurosis, a lot of violence, a lot of hurt and suffering. Yeah. And how do you, like the flag, how do you meet that person in that moment without all of what they symbolize the history? It's very challenging. I would agree with that. But if you haven't met your own uh ignorance and you haven't met your own fear in, in your own body-mind complex, if you haven't actually met that, then it's it's easy to just judge other people. Just like uh, uh, Bobby was uh, noticing how hung up I am on this flag and was pointing that out to me. And what I would say to Bobby is, thank you. He's shaking his head no, because he really didn't mean that. <laughs> Or he's shaking his head no because he can't hear me. Or, 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 or too many ors for that boat. And so I would say, Anna Maria, just insofar as you can, uh, don't, don't overdose on it. Interact with the person as much as you can. Feel the, the emotion, the reaction that comes up as much as you can. Spend his time looking at the cushion and realize those are your feelings. Nobody's poured any feelings into you. Just like the, the example of the flag, the, the irritation I had is I've been having that since I was uh, three years old and was throwing myself against the wall because of my own internal hatred for everything. I don't know why, where it came from, but I was extremely upset when I was young. Temper tantrums constantly. That's how I 
met the Vijara. It was because of my inability to understand who I was and what I was doing and how frightened of myself I was. But I'm no longer frightened uh, of that. And so therefore those emotions can come and go, but they don't, they don't find someone who's going to do anything about it. They don't find someone who needs to get rid of that feeling. They don't find someone who validates that feeling or justifies that feeling. And that's why I'm telling you, I'm saying to you, I'm recommending to you, you find out who you are. That's if you want to, something you focus on, go look at the identity that has the feelings. You have emotions and feelings come up, look at that identity. And so in your situation there, I would say, don't overdose on it, but be as friendly as you can without agreeing with, with your relative, without agreeing. And don't, don't do too much to stay away if you can stay away. And I wouldn't have to necessarily even go to the wedding. Yeah. Just, and don't explain the way. Don't just say, can't make it. Make it straight. No explanation. Can't make it. Yeah. Darling, I have another question about go ahead, Anna Maria. the reaction and my response to it. Um, when I first read it, uh, it was pretty impactful. And uh, as the other responses started to trickle in and very, very different, like who the hell does she think she is? And then inviting us to the wedding, that that calmed me down and it gave me space and it it changed my like, it, it shifted things for me. And then, and then I thought, why can't I just come to that on my own and see the the ridiculousness, the the hysterical nature of all of this? So I'm, what is that when it feels like this? Like my recovery period, there's the space and perspective is dependently arising by contrasting responses. What do you want to know? What is it you want to know? I heard what you said. What do you want to know? Is that space or the having felt that space and the including of all the other responses, is that hopping on board or is that you know, I'm going to give, I don't want to give you a multiple choice here. I'm, I don't know what that is. I feel like I'm influenced. Like this, this is influenced by others. And what's your question? Oh my God, I'm drowning. <laughs> I don't want to know. You got so many oars there, it could be a Viking ship. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. <laughs> What'd you say? Carlos got a real kick out of that. So I just turned and said, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> um, yes. I'll, 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 I'll sit on this. I, I don't, I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. Very good. That's not bad. It's a, it's no, no, you don't, you don't have to have a question. My, you know, my recommendation is find out, I mean, find out, look at the emotion that comes and goes and, and it's very subtle. You have to, you have to do it slowly. You have to watch what moves 
And then at some point or points, or maybe it's not even a point, you, you see that there's something very fishy about the observer identity, that it, that it can be so influenced by what's happening. But the actual witnessing aspect of the consciousness uh, is beyond personhood. Even it's happening through a, a, an organic being, but it's beyond personhood. So the main thing that I am endeavoring to say by the, the one that, I, that uh, Bobby and I talked about, the AK-47, uh, in that situation, I'm saying that those things, when those things come up, actually, you know, rather than say, don't be triggered by that. It's not about you. It's not about, it's not, no, that's a very subtle form of self-centeredness that arises as a person who is above all those negative things. So, and I would say, let it hurt, let be, be part of the world that you're, that you're objecting to be part of the, of the, the human beings that come as your relatives, but don't overdose on it. In other words, be friendly, receive them, and then wait and see if they if they bring it to your doorstep and plan it and say, well, are you going to join me in this? Uh, say, no, I can't do that. And if they press you, then say, well, why not? Say, well, I, I think you're uh, wrong. Keep it uh, straight. This doesn't mean that at some point you won't yell at them and say, you're full of uh, uh, bananas or whatever you would say. Uh, and, you know, it's not, it's, it's not about being kind or special or different or or showing up as a person who's like that it's it might that kindness might have 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 to happen within where you actually allow yourself to have the very neurosis and craziness that you keep projecting on others because they have it it's just that that we they give us a chance to get rid of our insecurity with ourselves by seeing uh you have to watch it. You do not have to correct it. Just like I'm going to go back to the flag of the AK-47. I see that arise, and it's like a matter of seconds. But I just noticed that comes up, but it cannot find someone who has that feeling. It cannot find someone who is prejudiced against that. I don't know how else to say it. Try to put it as simply as I can. It, it, because the, the ego does not disappear. If it disappears, um, this is not samadhi. This is not enlightenment. This is... Uh, a highly polished form of spiritual materialism. Don't do it because when death comes without warning, that won't work. Then what that wonderful being will have to die and who you are actually can't die. Well, believe me. Thank you. Um, what, yes. is, what is witness to observer or observer to witness? It, they're just concepts about the receiving aspect of consciousness where you, you, you see something go through your mind stream. And, uh, and then instead of just uh, it comes and it goes, you add things onto it. Oh, that's a good thing. That's a bad thing. You know, AK-47 or a bowl of, of oatmeal. You know, the, 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 in the, the mind of awakening, the mind that, that is no longer looking for something else, sees very clearly the difference between those. Very clearly, this is a bowl of oatmeal. It doesn't need a description. And this is a weapon of war to, to murder living beings. So it sees the difference, but it, it does not join or reject anything. If you join the oatmeal, because at least it's peaceful, now stay away from that. If you, if you keep avoiding the guillotine, uh, you won't know how to fundamentally help people because you're always saving the artificial self. And you have to see that that's unreal. How do you see this unreal? You're going to have to be embarrassed a little bit by your self-centeredness and you're full of baloney. You're going to have to allow that negative, unreal self to keep showing up and showing up. Just and if it comes in the door, let it come in the door. 
and just if you, if you don't do anything with it, it'll go right out the back door because it doesn't realize it's been uh, welcomed. It's not used to being welcomed. The negative mind, the crazy mind is used to being objected to, justified, validated, or you know what I'm saying, simply put. Last, last question. This is so, thank you, Sokazan. Um, is, the, is the term a violent email an observation or a description? Well, it's a description, I would say, and, and it, but but it triggers. The thing is, it it triggers all kinds of negativity. But the negative, it doesn't pour negativity into you. You have the negativity that if you're and if you're ignoring it, then then that which comes along uh, um, surprises you by when you're putting that negativity back at them, as if they're pouring negativity into you and you're giving it back to them. When really, if um, if this has been seen through, then no matter how negative or how outrageous somebody is, and you're not going to stand in front of a somebody that's going to shoot you, you're probably going to take the gun away from them. You know, but you're not you're not going to necessarily go to the wedding. You know, might say, "Oh, that's wonderful! And congratulate them! It's wonderful you're having a wedding." You know, do the positive end of it, not as some kind of a ploy to be friends. I mean, they're but they're they're suffering. It's difficult suffering. So the suffering you feel that comes up. Um, can be uh, it can be um, the the suffering in yourself that you've been covering up, so that's why it feels so damned abrasive. Or the suffering that comes up can be uh, that triggers that triggers uh, what we call bodhicitta, the mind awakening, is a deep uh, compassion. It's not really a feeling; it's just a deep understanding of the confusion of the being in front of you that is. <laughs> is so positional about their life and their beliefs and their politics and so on. So at the same time, you, you see the, it's nuts. Uh, but you also realize that they're, they're trying to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to be they're having a wedding. They want to be happy, but they're also going to murder people who get in their way or join people who murder people or vote for people who don't care about the other, other human beings. Go very slow. Do nothing. Train your mind. Make sure that that. Well, you know, you've heard me say it a hundred times. We probably should close. Said enough. Thank you. Thank you. May this penetrate into all places, so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokopodhi Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji 
www.ngnation.org.